This is the Moon Tower Podcast with your host, Ian Hubbard. So I finally got a, a bit of uh, hate mail the other day. Oh yeah. It, it wasn't it wasn't actual mail, it was more like a hate message. Um so my my friend uh Jennifer from back home she's moved to uh I think back to Minnesota. I think she's okay, back okay. home in Minnesota. Uh she always posts pictures of her kids. Uh-huh. And I always like bust her balls like, "Yeah, yeah, we get it. You got a family, blah blah blah." Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like she knows. She knows. Like I like to bust balls about that, and but she also knows that I'm joking, and that I completely respect the fact that she has a family and she loves her kids. And, you know, they're they're oh, fucking yeah, adorable yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I can't can't hate them too much. But no. Um, well, she posts she posted like a side by side of her. She's got a daughter and a son, and. I posted them like, yeah, we get it. You have kids, love your children, <laughs> you know. And she messaged me about twenty-five to a half hour, thirty minutes later, and was like, ignore what my friend just sent you. And I'm like, what? Bing, uh... <laughs> bing, 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 bing. And her friend sent me this, this fucking broad I've never met before, I've never seen before. I never <laughs> just saw this and saw like all the shit that I fucking said. It was like, just decided to message me like, you're a fucking asshole for saying that. And you know, you'd be different if it was your kid. And you know, how, how the, how'd you know you wouldn't like it? And all this is like attacking me, basically like attacking me personally, personally for it and shit. And I'm just like, she thought I was going to be like super pissed off about it. I just looked at it. I'm like, <laughs> this is the greatest thing that anyone sent to me. This is fucking gold. Thank you. And she's like, and like, you know, children are a beautiful thing. And, you know, they're precious in their, their parents' eyes. And the only thing I could think of was I sent her back. I was like, wow, you sound like you've had an abortion and regretted it. Whoa. <laughs> so I wanted to, you know, I wanted to cut to the chase because I was at work, first of all. And I was like, all right, thanks. So she immediately sends back, well, actually, I don't have children. I'm a nanny, but I, I work with children all the time, and I know how great they can be and how how much people love them and care for them. And blah, blah. I'm like, wait a second. Wait a second. Hold. Time out. Time out. <laughs> so... You don't have children. But you're criticizing and, someone who also doesn't have children. And you're attacking me for not only not having <laughs> children, but making fun of children. And you've never met me, and you don't know the fact that I fucking joke around with this my friend. Yeah. And that she's in on a joke, even though it's like an old, an oh, old yeah. tired joke. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm just like, first of all, fuck you. And I fucking... I, I was going to send her the screed and just decided it wasn't going to be worth it because the point wasn't going to be – and I had – I well, actually, I decided it wasn't going to be worth it because she blocked me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
she fucking sends me this whole fucking like diatribe in response to the, the one liner that I sent her, which I was actually very proud of that one liner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> she's like, "Well, I've never even had an abortion. I've never even been pregnant." I'm like, "How the fuck? Where the fuck do you get off fucking talking shit to me about it?" Yeah, seriously. So I'm like, "Come like, on!" Yeah. And then she blocks me. Like, block. I tried to friend her, and then I tried to send send her link out or her profile out to all my friends and fucking have them <laughs> try to friend her. Just, just as a goof, and then she blocked me, and blocked, then, and then blocked because of that. She uh, blocked the message thread. So I'm like, uh, you're not even gonna give me a chance to respond. Like, yeah, come on, come on. Like, come, c- c- please. Yeah, you, you, you can tell. That oh, you, you right. got, you got, you got two in on me, and there were soft blows. At least I got, at least I got a nice little jab, jab to the eye. Yep, yep. Oh, she, she, she. I, I think she knew what she was in for. Honestly, like, oh. Well, and it's funny too, because my, my friend. Um, it, oh, by the way, if, if I've if I've said names so far, just, just strict those, just bleep them out or whatever. Done. Cool. My friend uh, told me she's like, yeah, she's she's never been pregnant. She doesn't have kids, but she's she's a bit of a whore, and you can tell. And I'm like, yeah. And I started like scrolling through like whatever was available on her profile on the Facebook, and I'm like, mm, yeah, I can tell you got pot shots in the fucking face. You've taken loads of the face, and you got you got the fucking the dimple swamp thing marks on your cheeks to tell. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you <laughs> you know what a load tastes like. But that yeah, that was actually the first bit of a. Uh, it's too bad it wasn't like fan mail for the show. Right. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, someone's yeah. like, "Hey, great show! By the way, you're a piece of shit." Like, okay, I, that's fifty fifty. Yeah. Friendly mind, reminder to all our listeners: send us some hate mail, or you know, if you know anybody who might be offended by our or show, or send some uh, fucking yeah, comments. Listen to it and you know, yeah, have them comment away. We we would love the hell out of it. Nah, it's. I, I'm still I'm still waiting for that. Like, just that one person, just be like, get on get on the Facebook or the Twitter or whatever, and fucking be like, eh, you said this about like I'm. Can we get? I just want to get big enough to have that. Yeah. To have someone come on and oh, be yeah, like, no, I fucking listened to your last episode and you're an asshole. Like, what? Thanks Thank for listening. You. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. Well, I, I, I almost it, we came we came close to it because uh, we came close to it because fucking uh, when like a, a while ago when we basically first started doing this thing, there's this old broad that I worked with named I'll 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 say her name. You can leave this in. Her name was Sue. She was mid fifties, like you know, past her day, like just yeah, old, yeah, yeah. craggly bitching about everything. Kinda, fucking kind of angry. Just yeah. smell like cigarettes, like gray hair, just like the worn out face, and like she had that, she had that nice, that nice touch to her. Like she could be nice, but she was just. You could tell, like she, I go home and I, I close all the windows and all the windows and fucking. Close the doors and lock everything. Just sit there and fucking just, because I hate everything. I fucking hate everything. Like fucking, I'm like, okay, cool. But she, like, she didn't give a, she didn't give a shit about what she said. She didn't give a shit who she said it to. Like, it's, which was great because me and her could go back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, I could tell her some fucked up stuff like to her face at work, and she would, she was, a, <laughs> yeah, 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 just yeah. like laugh it off because she was, you know, as, as much as I fucking like bust balls like i'm not hollow on the inside and oh, she yeah. is oh, yeah. you know 30 years of god knows whatever she's been through and you know you get to that yeah. point but uh fucking um 
uh, when, when we basically first started doing this and I, I started like throwing it around at work and wherever I was like, yeah, you know, I just got this thing going on, you know, just trying it out, seeing what's up and seeing, trying to have some fun and shit. Um, she said in passing to, uh, one of the cats at work that actually listens in, uh, she's like, well, I don't want to waste my time and listen to it because he probably, he's probably just as much of an asshole as, as he is at work. <laughs> To which my co to which my coworker told me, and they said, "End quote." Well, yeah, that's true, but <laughs> yeah. it's actually not yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's it, it, it's you know, if you want to listen to it and listen to some stories and jokes and whatnot, then you know. But I guess fucking um, she ended up listening. to, I forget which like one of the early ones and. I say early as though we've been doing this for years. Ah, uh, yes, I remember. My yeah, back back in the day, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that first episode, yeah. But uh, I guess she listened to one of the ones and uh, through the grapevine, and uh, like I heard about it, and she's like, "Yeah, he's an asshole, but he's it's not too bad. It's not too. It's actually funnier than I thought." I'm like, "Ah, well, that's close. That's close." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we get, you know, I get like comments and stuff on stuff that we post, and you know, we get. It's kind of weird that we've set up the page now, and uh, you can track how many people it reaches, mm-hmm. like on, on Facebook or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still haven't pulled the trigger to fucking throw money at it and boost the page, which yeah. I I know, like, but I don't know. There's some, there's that paranoia about it, like, oh, Zuckerberg's gonna get your fucking debit card number as though he doesn't fucking know everything about me already. Yeah, yeah, no, Zuckerberg already knows it. Yeah, he's just waiting to get you know leverage so he can use it against you. But, <laughs> but no. Um, oh, real quick, throughout the episode, if you, if you hear me sniffling like that, like you just probably did, uh, I am not doing nose sugar, booger sugar, nose beers as we call it. I'm still at the tail end of uh, where I was last week, where I'm fucking. I got the one like impermanent snot rocket, but I don't sound like Al Pacino because I'm, I'm also sniffling. I'm also not smoking. I'm also trying not to smoke Woo-hoo. through this episode, so we'll see how that goes. But, but no, um, I, I, we, we sent it out. I sent it out for the AMA, our first AMA, Ask Me Anything, for this episode. We're just trying to see what happens, trying to have some fun with this one. I got some uh, – I didn't read through all the que- – I didn't read them through. I saw that we had questions, and I had questions given to me and texted to me and posted and whatnot – so we're going to get to those in a minute. But first, uh, I'd like to give one last shout-out to the national champions of Division Eight, the HUAC Fighting Angry Goats. They had their uh, ticker tape parade last weekend, went off with a great success, had about a few thousand people show up to the city square, and Hell it was yeah. rocking. It was a good time for everyone. Um, very proud of the team once again. Inaugural season undefeated. Uh, they're going to take some time off actually enjoy themselves hopefully some of the players get their grades together and uh off and on we'll be covering what's going on for their off season and training and recruiting and you know coaches maybe we'll have some coaches drop in and give us the lowdown as much as they can but uh once again like to congratulate them on a damn good season but without further ado um I threw it out, like I said, I threw it out there on the Facebook and Twitter and a little bit on Instagram and whatnot and in person that uh, for our first AMA. And we did yeah. have uh, nothing short of an eclectic group of questions to uh, be asked. 
Now, mainly a lot of these are addressed to myself, but obviously Nate... Nate, I do things. Yeah, <laughs> Nate, Nate's allowed to give his two cents on these, but um, I didn't set a uh, maximum for how many questions could be given, but we are, I'm just going to kind of weed through these and see where they lead, and uh, we'll have some fun with it. First set of questions comes from Dave in the Glass City. Uh, I'm First one is, I'm quite a fan of music. And what albums are you enjoying as of late? And anything would you recommend? Nate, you want to start this one off? Oh, sure. Musicians as of late. Uh, I've been really getting into this band from uh, New Jersey called Thank You Scientist. They're kind of like uh, like a funky uh, prog rock band. They have, like, what is it, guitar player, singer, violin player, trumpet, and saxophone. The bass player plays like a theremin. It, it's, it's pretty cool stuff. Nice. Kind of like... I don't know, like, uh, Claudio Sanchez formed a ska band and uh, got, like, Alex Lifeson to play. Who's Claudio Sanchez? Uh, dude from uh, Coheed and Cambria. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Big hair, big eyebrow dude. Yeah, well, you used to have big hair out here. You got a haircut recently. So. Uh, is that fairly new? Uh, yeah, I think within the last couple of years they've been around. Gotcha. Uh, for me... Enjoying as of late. Well, I I have the tendency to I, I always I always feel like I have to preface these fucking answers. Uh, I always have the tendency to not go back and listen to old stuff, but listen to old old stuff for for the sake of like a historical lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. one of those old heads. It's like oh, it's been way better back then. The shit today is garbage. It's just I'm still doing my homework. Which is big enough, but um, music for the masses from Depeche Mode. Uh, if if you enjoy your moody uh, British pop of the eighties, oh yes. Um, last couple of nights, been listening to an album called Take Five from the Dave Brubeck Quartet. Okay. Cool. It's cool jazz from the late fifties. Mm, okay. Very smooth. Very just elegant. Oh. Uh, Happy Go Lucky from John Mellencamp, the mid '90s. Great albums, very kind of experimental as far as uh, percussion and uh, the actual sound tech of it. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? And then you know the usual, usual I'd say you know the Motorhead and uh, I listened to that the Bastards album and Inferno, uh, Bastards from '93, Inferno from 2004. Listen to those last couple nights. They still fucking jam. Hell yeah. That's you know that, that's kind of the template as of late. You know I'm I'm trying to spread it out and see what comes up. Uh, anything you would recommend? I would, you know I'd recommend those essentially. Oh yeah. You can't go wrong with really any of that. Yeah, I guess if I was gonna throw a couple more out there, like Haken, they're really cool. They're from uh, I'll say Great Britain. I might be thinking Leprous. I was gonna, I was gonna go see those guys a couple weeks back. They played a show in Cleveland, and uh, the Haken's been really good. They're like really good uh, prog rock band. And then another good one. I've I've been going on and off Carnival for a couple of years. They're kind of like uh, I feel like a perfect circle and stuff like that. They're kind of similar, but okay. like, they got they got a little bit more like you know soundscaping going on. Like all their like the sounds going on, they can play live. Pretty cool sort of thing. 
Oh, real quick, are you excited for the new Tool album that's supposedly coming out? Yes, yes, I'm, I'm uh, excited to see uh, what they do with that. That's TBD. It may, still might not come out this year. Yeah, hey, you know, if they got to take time with it, they're going to take time with it. I mean, we've been waiting this long. Yeah. Uh, second question from Dave. How do you like your coffee? Um, I can go back and forth. It depends. Uh, black straight up or a little bit of um, Zevia, Mm -hmm. natural sweetener. Every once in a while, I'll just have have just cream. Yeah, I'll flip-flop, but usually it's uh, black with a little bit of uh, natural sweetener. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like my coffee black, just like my metal. Uh, No, but I usually take a couple ice cubes. That's uh, default coffee, I guess. Every once in a while, I'll spice it up, like... Uh, if I'm doing like a Turkish coffee, I'll do that every once in a while. I'll put like a little uh, gram of salt and sugar in there. That's mm. actually pretty good. You ever do cinnamon? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like with the gram of salt, you can like do like. The hell is that? That was, that was your cat <laughs> trying to play the guitar. Oh, uh, stop it! <laughs> stop playing my guitar. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I fuck with cinnamon a little bit. Like, uh, with the Grand Masala, that has a cumin in there. Like, some people just do, like, the cumin. That's pretty good. Nice. I've done I've done cinnamon. I usually I tend to do cinnamon with tea as well. Yeah, yeah. It always works out pretty well. Uh, last question from Dave. Um, I hear many people say that you should only flip your steak as few times as possible. How many times do you flip your steak? Well, considering that that could be a fucking double entendre, but I'll just take it as a cooking question. No, um, three times, well, four, four times max. It's four to six, uh, depending on how much char you want, how you're doing it. Um, if you're doing it on the grill, twice, maybe three times. If you go go a little back and forth with it. Mm-hmm. Make sure it doesn't stick, obviously, but uh, about four times, I'd say. Like, uh, what I do is, like, for, Also like, depends on what kind of steak you're talking about. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, especially if it's, like, on the thinner side, then, yeah, you might only need, like, a flip in, in there or whatever, like... Well, just a sear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, what I do is, like, I'll usually do it about four times, uh, regardless if it's, like, uh, you know, like, skillet, flat top, or, mm-hmm. like, uh, char grill. For like you like char grill, if you want to get like your grill marks on there, it has to be at least uh, three times, I guess. You can say you know if you unless you consider to throw it on there a flip, but I, I don't. But like yeah, I do like three times on a char grill, and then I move it over to the cold side if it needs to get up to a certain temperature. You know like uh you you've heard of like reverse searing something. So like okay, so you'll get like your steak, you know you'll get the sear on it, and then you'll move it over to. Uh, cooler end of the grill mm-hmm. that it, like you'll have like two burners on one side and one burner off so you put it on that side and just let the heat from that kind of like you know like roast it and then uh, okay. that'll get it up to temp but like flat tops here i'll do it like four times just because it cooks it more evenly so if you do it like two times it might get like more so cooked on one side than the other what i like to do with my uh electric skillet that i have at my studio is Say you have like the headpiece and the tail, like you say you have like a uh, strip steak, mm-hmm. and you have what I call the headpiece and the tailpiece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I like to do is flip flop those when after I flip it. I gotcha. So it, you know, you get that kind of even balance because the way those electric skillets can go, they kind of go a little off center. Yeah, yeah. Especially after they've been used a hundred times. Yeah, like 
on thicker steaks, especially if I'm cooking them in a pan, like I'll like yeah, I do them on their sides too, just because like you know I want it, like if it's like really thick, then, you know you're not gonna be able to get it like cooked all the way through. So I'll make sure I get like good sear around the sides. Yeah, which is bitching about a uh, a foreman grill is you only have to flip it probably once, yeah. maybe twice yeah, yeah, just yeah, to, yeah. for direction, but. So, uh, Dave, we'd say about four times yeah, on yeah, average, yeah. maybe. That, that sounds good. So, that it. Well, he's also he. We'll do. We'll we'll check out the other two. First one is the obvious. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck? Could a woodchuck could chuck wood? Um, we only we only had this question twice, and this is one of them. Hey, I I, I think that's saying something. I'm gonna go with. Uh, about 12 pounds every six hours. Yeah, yeah. I guess it depends on the size of the chuck and the size of his jaw. You know, how much, how muscular it might be. Mm-hmm. And last but not least from Dave, I live in a triangular house which has two equally sized floors. Side A is 10 feet, side B is 36 feet, and the angle between sides A and C is 42 degrees. Assuming my house is a right triangle with angle AB being the right angle and the internal walls taking up negligible floor space, how many square feet do I have in my house? First of all, go fuck yourself with your fucking stupid ass fucking geometry shit. <laughs> fucking hated geometry in high school. I still hate it. I don't hate it now, but I was never fucking... I'm not... I was never good at this shit, to be honest. Yeah, it's been too long for me. <laughs> so we're just gonna say yeah, if, if I remember my formulas, I, I you know go back and check it out. But yeah, okay. let's just say um, move to a different neighborhood. All right, first round of questions. Finito Mussolini. Finito Mussolini. Next up, um, we have a couple questions from the actual Facebook page. First is from Miss Nikki. Uh, and this is for both of us, Nate. All righty. If you could live anywhere, where would it be? Ooh, good question, good question. Uh, I'd have to say eh, pretty much anywhere in Scandinavia, maybe Canada. Candia? Yeah, Candia. Like, Canadia. Like uh, British Columbia and Canada or Sweden, probably. Yeah. Any particular reason? Uh, you know, good quality of life, you know, education and all that good stuff. I... I, th- I thought about it in, like, in the U.S. and, obviously, the rest of the world. Um, U.S., oh, fuck. As much as L.A. is a dirt hole. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you wanted to live in the, live in the big time. Um, around, see, that's the thing about living around here. I mean, it... It is what it is, but as that that graph that I pointed out to you, it's the seventh apparently the seventh cheapest state to live in is Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not exactly hard to live here. So. No, uh, <laughs> but it's not it's not the biggest preference. Yeah, yeah. That might be why it's so cheap. <laughs> yeah, but like not even L.A. But like you know, like somewhere like San Francisco, maybe. Yeah. Even though it's fucking wicked expensive, like just. Somewhere on the West Coast is seems more 
I don't know. It just, yeah. just, there's something about it. Yeah. I'd say Miami wouldn't be bad if it weren't for like all the inclement weather and shit down there. Well, and the fact that it's probably going to be underwater in 20 years. Yeah, but you can say the same thing about California. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> California can not be part of the union in the next fucking 20 years. Yep. Uh, as far as the rest of the world, I probably would say somewhere in Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. European country. Um, for just the idea of like of the culture and the history, and just seeming like the the artistic vantage point just seems more thriving. Yeah, yeah. No, I I can see what you're it saying. Just seems like they actually they they care about the like, cra- like they, they put, care about the craft. Yeah, they put like more like preference on culture and you know like expressing that instead of just mere substance like mm-hmm. we try to do in America. Yep. But I'd say I would say probably I don't know France, Italy. Yeah, yeah. Some somewhere somewhere in there right on the outskirts of Germany but not in Germany. Uh but then again I've never been there so I can't I can't say this is that's just kind of the idyllic vibe that I get from those places. Mhm. But that that would be mine. I feel like if I had a chance to like travel more, you actually get to visit these places. I'd have a better idea. Well, you gotta get you gotta yeah. give yourself the opportunity. I mean, granted, yeah, things arise which get in the get in the way and take precedence, and you need to or want to finish or get done first. But traveling is one of those things that I found that you you gotta you gotta make way for. Like if you want it to happen, you'll make it happen. I mean, same thing with a relationship or. Whatever, whatever else you want to get done. If you want it to happen, chances are you'll be able to make it happen, even if it's not to the T that you had it planned out. Yeah, yeah. But never be afraid to travel, you know, especially overseas, which I, I still need to fucking break my passport's cherry. It's getting lonely. Yeah. I got, I don't know, like three days of pay time off. I might take a little road trip here somewhere. You know, Michigan's legal now, so that might, I mean, that's not really hey. much of a road trip, but, like, uh, I don't know. Ann Arbor's right. always... Yeah, yeah, no, Ann Arbor's good. Ann Arbor's always a good time. Yeah. I've never had a, I've never had a fucking problem there. Oh, yeah. Never had a problem there. It's always usually a good time. Okay, uh, next question from Miss Brittany. What made you start this podcast, and what's your favorite part of the process? I made this podcast to dominate the airwaves with my fucking propaganda. No. Um, <laughs> Give me money. Yeah. Ah! Pay me Pay me to yell into a microphone and get drunk. No. Uh, well, I don't know about you, Nate. I know you got your reasons. Uh, you know, like, I've been wanting to, you know, bust out my recording chops more. So I used to, you know, that's what I went to school for. So I figured I might as well get some use out of this and, you know. I had a surplus of equipment lying around, so it's like, yeah, let's let's put it to some good use and you know get some practicing in and see what happens. The reason I, I reason I wanted to do this was to see if I could do it, to see if you know just a new challenge. Yeah. You know, not yeah, if we can get fucking a million subscribers or whatever, that'd be fucking tip top. But got to do a lot more to fucking get to that point. I did it. I mean, because for the longest time, I had people tell me, like, oh, you got a voice for radio, you got a voice for this, you got a voice for that, which I hear my voice and I hate it. I, I, and I, I don't hate it, but it's like... 
Yeah, it never like, sounds the same it does in your head. Yeah. Like, if it were the voice... If I, if I were to hear the voice recorded that I hear in my head, then I could see why people would say that I have a voice for stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. But the voice that I hear in my head when I speak and then the voice that I hear when I hear it recorded is they're completely, not completely different, but they're different enough for me to have a wire twisted. Oh, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I just, I basically just started doing this just to see what I could come up with. See, you know, see what kind of avenue to take. See if we can tell some stories, meet some interesting people, get some people on to tell their stories, tell some jokes, have some fun. Oh, yeah. You know, just just to see what would happen. And I had like three or four people in the run up to doing when we started doing this last fall. Uh, they basically made comment on it. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you got a voice for that. Oh, you, you'd be great for this. You, you, you ever think about doing that? I'm like, I have. And then the more it kind of grew on me, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's try it. Mm-hmm. See what happens. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You know, we'll just fucking move on to something else. Yeah, yeah. So, no, like, I. Kind of like how they like ended up working together because like uh, over the summer I went to that Sweetwater Gear Fest or wherever I picked up the camera and a couple other odds and ends for uh, recording purposes because I wanted like you know start like doing like YouTube videos like recording guitar and stuff which I still haven't gotten to around to doing yet but I don't know maybe in the near future sometime if you know I stop being lazy and shit <laughs> but you know you know and that, yeah it's like hey you know it's just a good opportunity to like you know like do something with what you got so yeah. shit you know. I'm glad it worked out. Yeah. Uh, favorite part of the process is basically just sitting in front of the mic and seeing what comes out. Yeah. Because I usually have at least a bullet point of notes or a rough idea of what to do with the episode. And, you know, we're going to go from here to here to here to here to here. And it's it's one of the pros and cons about doing it the way we've been doing it is seeing what kind of tangents we get off on. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, definitely. And like I, I've made mention of this to you in the past, where like the the big topic tangents that I go off on or tend to go off on, you know, that there's an idea behind it, and I want to connect with three or four other ideas, but they then they veer off to the left to these other two or three ideas, and it's like I have to. My it's kind of funny. Like my brain will go off. My mouth will follow it. My mouth will catch up. My mouth will take over. Yeah. And then my brain is like, okay, where the fuck are we going? Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Wow, well, this is what we started. All right, fucking round it back around. Just say fuck five more times, and then we'll get back to where we're at. <laughs> but uh, my favorite part of the process is just seeing where it goes, seeing what happens. Oh, yeah. So I, th- I think that's... Uh... Every episode is a vacation for us. Well, yeah, it's... Yeah, in a way. But that's the, uh, those were the questions that we got from the Facebook page. And now next. (coughs) 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 Jesus Christ, dude. (coughs) 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 (co
So we got done with the Facebook page. All right. For the, the actual show type show that we're doing. Now we got the question. I'm we're gonna do the questions for the posts that I've been putting up the last couple of days. Okay. The actual Facebook post type post. Right All right. First question from my good man, Mister Devin, and this is pretty hard hitting one. Oh. Uh, where do babies come from? Ah uh, yes. Question I got, that I got is... a funny story about this, but you go ahead, Nate. Uh, I feel it's a question that is you know. I think ended the ages, so to it's speak. It's pretty universal. Yeah. It's it's up there with like why are we here? What's the purpose of life? Where's the beef? Stuff like that. You know, where do babies come from? Uh do you have any thoughts on this? Like you want to share any Nate wisdom? Mm. A Nateism? Well, uh, you know, mystery eludes many of us. <laughs> but you know, when a man and a woman love each other, they get their boogie on and, you know They knock knees. Knock knees, boots, and everything leg-related, I suppose. Play a little 20 toes, they pop yep. uglies. Nine months later, you got a little, you know, flesh minion coming out of yeah. you. Yeah. That living thing's ripping out of you. Uh, I actually have a funny story about this. Fucking, in, in kindergarten, I was, I think it was like a Wednesday. It was either Wednesday or Friday. It was an odd day, literally. Um, it was my, I was the gold star student or whatever the fuck they called it. I was like uh-huh. the student of the day. You know, I had the, the little pen or pin. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and about halfway through the day, uh, we were taking an, I think our first or second restroom break and you go in and, you know, it's, it's male only, female only. And we're standing in the separate lines cause we had separate lines for, uh, dudes and chicks yeah 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 and one of the girls said where do babies come from (laughs) it wasn't a question like it wasn't we're out in the middle of the hallway too yeah so it's like we're not in the classroom the teacher didn't pose the question someone just like said it as a goof or whatever you know five-year-old whatever five-year-old humor is i fucking forget what it is and she said where babies come from and i just turn over i'm like babies come out of butts and i remember (laughs) I was like, babies come out of bots. And my kindergarten, the kindergarten teacher, Mrs. Mrs. Garling was her name. Uh, middle-aged woman. She, she, she looked like, she just looked like a kindergarten teacher. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, mid fifties, yeah, yeah. the bangs or whatever. She grabs me by the fucking, the top of my shoulder, both, both sides of my shoulder, spins me around, looks me dead in the eye, goes, Babies do not come out of butts. Go to the end of the line. I'm like, what? What? What's going on? I was just like in a daze. I'm like, what? What? I thought someone said it to me earlier. Like, like, cause I'm thinking, of, and I don't remember what prefaced the whole me saying that, but I really wouldn't be surprised if it was uh, a joke that I heard and then retold, cause that had happened before. Um, during the fucking fifth grade talent show. Did I tell you about that? No, I don't think you When I made the teacher cry by telling blonde jokes. I vaguely remember something about that, but I can't remember any details. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll save it just because I don't want to get... I don't want to go off on those fucking tangents. One of those tangents I was just talking about. Hey, tangents are good. Tangents are but, good, but you know, they have a time and place. True. But... So, I still think that is basically what I'm getting to. I still think that babies come out of butts. <laughs> 
that. They did. There's no stork. There's no vagina. There's no daddy going, ooh, ah. It's just mommy fucking eats a fat burger, then takes a fucking giant squat, and then out you come. So that's my that's my answer for that. Then, uh, oh, once again, his lovely wife, his, uh, our friend Devin, his lovely wife, uh, Miss Kelly or Mrs. Kelly. Uh, how much good? How much wood could a woodchuck chuck? If a wood, woodchuck could chuck wood. Once again, I said uh, twelve pounds in six hours. I think that's a fair amount. For I, I, his, I think that's, that's a good estimate. Next up, uh, Sir Alex asked, who would win in a fight? 100 duck-sized Andre the Giants or one Andre the Giant-sized duck? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I mean, That's I, actually kind of a good one. Well, I feel it would depend if the bone density of the Andre the Giant-sized duck would hold up all of the weight of everything else going on there. You know, like maybe it wouldn't be able to move fast and all the little ones would be able to overtake it easily. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on that. That's what I was thinking. Is like, does the one duck-sized Andre the Giant still have the Andre the Giant strength? And same with the Andre the Giant-sized uh, yeah, duck. I, I feel there's some more details in there that we need to kind of further yeah. assess the situation. I'm going to go, you know, honestly, I'm going to go with, I'll take the strength of 100 small Andre the Giants than I would yeah, over I one, feel like it would one be Andre like, the Giant that has... I feel the strength would be proportional. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they'd be, they'd be like Andre the Giant you get 50, strength yeah. like in duck. You get 50. So you have 100 of those. That's quite, that's quite a lot. All you need is like... Fi- like I mean, that's sp- like at least three Andre the Giants. Well, fucking... like sp- <laughs> Well, if you split... Plus, if you split all 50 up and have them just wailed on you on one side... Yeah, yeah. Like fit like Andre the Giant had this like he could he literally could be able to flip a car. Yeah, no, definitely. All and, they have to do is work together. Damn, they're there. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I think we're I think we're in unison on this one. Hundred one hundred duck sized Andre the Giants would overtake one Andre the Giant sized duck. Yep. All right, all right stamp. Are you putting your foot down? Yep. How, how do we do? It? All right, we need to come up with a, like a fucking sign for that. Uh, a couple other Joe. Couple of the questions, not jokes, excuse me. <laughs> a couple of the questions were uh, based on past experiences that I had, which I'll, uh, depending on time, we'll, we might get to those. Okay. Also, our, our good friend Mikey, who fucking, when you're hearing this, Mike, get a hold of me so you can get, get your ass on the fucking show. I'd love to have you. I've been saying it a hundred times and you know we're down here. So. Get get your ass down here. We'll situate it situate it out. Come on down. You'll be the we next. Are. You'll be the might be the first contestant on the fucking moon tower. Oh hey, there we go. We can start a game show. We start. Yeah, we'll, we'll actually like pay people to come on here. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, we can have an episode where it's a game show. Fuck yeah. He asked. This this might seem obvious, like an obvious question, but still a good uh, point for argument. Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali in their prime. Followed by an ellipsis. Followed by, then the winner has to fight an upset me- a Mexican mother, with a flip. He asked Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali in their prime. Then the winner has to fight an upset Mexican mother with a flip flop as a weapon. Now the second part, we're gonna. Either way, I think they could they could take out the upset Mexican mother, Iron Mike or the champ. I don't know. It Dep- depends on how, how many fights a boy has been through, you know. 
I, th- I think they'd be good, even if they had only a flip-flop, because either of them would be able to talk them down, I think. Mm. But as far as the the fighter-to-fighter fight, Tyson or Ali, I've been fucking, I don't know. Uh, my brain says Ali, but my gut says Tyson. Yeah, no, I, th- I think Tyson has enough meat on him to kind of like... Well... I think Tyson... Yeah, I think... I don't, Ali has skill. Tyson's got like, you know... Well, here's the, here's the thing. A it, little bit of that mixed with like, you know, pure brutality. And, yeah. I, I think here's the thing is... If it lasted past four rounds, I think Ali would take it. Yeah, yeah. If it passed... If, if, if it lasted past four, say that five times fast... But three rounds and under, it goes to Tyson. Yep. The ma- ma- I, the majority of his fights, his wins, excuse me, uh, were three round, three rounds and under. Oh yeah. But any really anything past three or four, I think, goes to Ali because he had the stamina, he had the perseverance. Tyson, he showed it. He could, I mean, Tyson could go five, six rounds, seven rounds, but and. Totally correct me if I'm wrong. If there's ever been like a big time type fight that he's gone twelve plus, uh-huh. I mean fucking Ali went fifteen when he fought uh, Joe Joe Frazier. I think the longest Tyson, well the Douglas fight, I think went ten rounds, ten or eleven. Okay. Uh, a couple a couple other ones went to the ninth. Uh, I think the Lennox, one of the Lennox Lewis fights went went. For the first one went nine, I think. But he, he wasn't one to last very long because he could fucking just knock you out. Yeah, like, yeah. I, be- I believe Tyson has the record for heavyweight first-round knockouts. Gosh, damn, okay. And some of the quickest ones, too. Like, you can watch clips of him knocking dudes out in less than 30 seconds from the start of the fight. Like, crazy shit like that. Mm-hmm. Watch like a twenty-minute clip of or a video of Tyson knockouts. It's fucking ridiculous. But the champ Ali, he can fucking work the sides. He can work the ropes. He can work the middle. He can dance. He can move. You know, Tyson came in very controlled, mm-hmm. but it was still very like fists up, head down. Like it wasn't. There was no dance. There was a certain rhythm and movement to it. Like. And then he was a strike and yeah. fucking uppercut and knocked the dude's chin through the top of his head. But there wasn't really like a dance to it. There's there's something about Ali where even if he even the times he lost, like he still looked he fucking went in. You know, he went in he went in on it. He like the first uh fight with Frazier, he lost. He ended up winning the two the other two, because the first was the first was the fight of the century. The second was called the Super Fight, or Super Fight number two, and then the third was the Thrill of Manila, which is everyone remembers. And that, the first one went 15, I think the second one went, I think 12 or 13, and the third one went 14. Dang, okay. So, like... Man, they, they got intimate, so yeah. to speak. <laughs> so, I, like... It, I feel like I have to put a definitive answer. You know what? Ollie. 
I gotta go with the champ. Okay. Okay. My, my head says yes. My gut says Tyson, because just that right hook is that that right hook from Iron Mike is of doom. Yeah. They, like you fucking. There was I, I forget who it was uh, was interviewed. One of the, like the early years of Tyson, where they said, "What's it like to get hit by him?" And they said, uh, "Hold a phone book up to your ear and have someone hit it with a baseball bat." <laughs> like just and you just see like and he, when he fights someone you just see him, like he would just rock them like their heads split and that was one of the things that was so in retrospect really impressive about when Buster Douglas beat him first time Tyson lost and lost a heavyweight championship in Tokyo to Buster Douglas like one of the great sports upsets of all fucking time was I think in the eighth or the ninth, Buster Douglas took a fucking hard right up. It was a, I think it was a right uppercut. Like his head should have flown off his body. Oh shit! You see his fucking. Yeah. You, you almost see like his chin like spin back just real quick, almost Wait. like like past his, his fucking shoulder. Like Tyson just sweet. It's like and dropped him, and then he got up. Damn. And he was he had that whole like fucking eye of the tiger kind of shit like he looked at Tyson Tyson was like what the fuck man and <laughs> he caught him with one but he got up and no one else has got had like whatever was wrong with Tyson's uh, corner his crew during that fight or whatever was wrong with him or whatever Buster Douglas was on like no one had done that and if they tried to get up they fell yeah. Like there's there's clips of like dudes getting knocked out and trying to get up. Oh yeah. Falling like I, I, I feel like I do like just like in, instantaneously concuss somebody at the very least. Shit. There was a <laughs> now, now that he's in his like his post celebrity. I saw it was a stupid game show called Super Superhuman. Yeah, yeah. And he was part of the fucking panelist. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck if these dudes can cut steel with fucking playing cards. Have them all line up and take a right hook from Mike Tyson still now. Yeah. And see which one gets oh, up yeah. for seconds. Yeah, now they're all going And then they can win the superhuman competition. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if you can balance fucking whatever on whatever. You can take a right hook from Mike Tyson and see what happens. But uh, I got to go out late. Yep. I think that's the... Uh, yeah, as far as like pure like, you know, like standing game. You no, know, say yeah. what you want. It's like... I, there's a couple other questions that we got like that where it's I, the answer I want to give just it seems kind of cliche but at the same time it's like yeah that's pretty much a fact yeah not a fact but but like I said it, Ali I think could do it could beat Tyson but I think the biggest uh, ingredient is whether or not it goes four rounds yeah. That's a big say in it because I, I don't know how many times Ali knocked somebody out in the first, like, two rounds. Yeah. Yeah, that's not something I know off the top of my head. But that's it for the uh, the, the online stuff. All of this stuff was actually sent to me from various listeners, these next set of questions. But there's that. Um, I'm actually mistaken folks we got a few extra pop-ups on i just checked the the facebook page yeah yeah yeah. got a few pop-ups let's see what's going on with these 
Okay, first one once again is from my good, our good friend Devin. If you won the NCAA football national championship and were invited to the White House, what kind of me, what kind of meal would you expect? Uh, uh, no, not it's the good. one that was uh, recently uh, shared. I'd smash on a Big Mac. <laughs> Fuck it. I mean, dude. I mean, no, no. It's not like I wouldn't eat it. I guess, but like, uh, that's not what I expect. <laughs> I would have just flipped the fucking table and said, yeah. "Fuck! What are they gonna do? Kick me out?" Yeah. Oh, I'm not gonna eat fucking Arby's fucking dog shit sandwich. Uh, what else is there? So we got that. Why is your shirt drunk? From uh, an old friend, Justin. And how drunk is your shirt? From my old friend Scott. That's an old story. Uh. Partying back, like, this is way fucking many, not many, well, ten years? Is that Would you consider that many? Yeah. That, yeah. I guess I mean, I guess I am. That's yeah, a decade. Long time ago, I was fucking, yeah. If I ever get to be that dude, fucking just shoot me on fucking air, please. Uh, it's like one of the first parties when I met these cats, like old friends. They're old friends now. Uh, I just, you know, being stupid, fucking just stood up in the middle of the room and poured a bureau down my face and all over <laughs> my shirt. And they're like, I was out of my mind. And there's like, what? Yeah, what are you doing? I'm like, get my shirt drunk. Ah, my shirt's wasted. Everything on me's wasted. Ah, partying. Yeah, you know, fucking just being, just having a great fucking time, but just being an idiot. And that erupted into a. Ah! <laughs> You know, getting your shirt drunk. That 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 was a joke for actually a, a lot longer than it should have been. Honestly, I think that would be a good t-shirt. That'd be funny. Yeah. If we ever start doing t-shirts, now. I mean, that, that, that could be one of them. Definitely, because I did it. No. Um, <laughs> uh, our, my old friend John, Johnny, Johnny the Jew. Uh, how was your evening with the legend? Well, I'm not going to comment on that because I technically wasn't really there. That's a that's a joke from a story that happened like three years ago. Yeah, you're you're giving me some details on it earlier. And yeah. <laughs> I almost made a fatal mistake and went home with a not so good looking woman and and my friend uh, Mr. Devin his bachelor party, et cetera, et cetera. But I I was. I wasn't there, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I'll leave it at that. They can they can tell the story better than I can. So, <laughs> uh, how that night was? I had fun from what I remember, but I didn't end up going home with her, John. You fucking asshole. <laughs> but all right, moving on. Indeed. Onward and upward. Next is from our close and personal listener, Brad. Uh, he came up with something simple. He said, uh, what do you like, this was basically to me, what do you like most about being a butcher? Well, not a whole lot, to be honest. Uh, I came into it to make a decent paycheck, and it's helped serve some sort of right that I have and allowed me to do some things. Uh, But I guess if I were to pick one thing, it would be, you know, not just being able to make a certain cut, but being able to describe it and oh you do this and 
supposed to cut here and tie this or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's really it, to be honest. I, I'm not saying I'm fucking one of those guys. Like, oh, I fucking hate my job. And like, <laughs> I'm not. Oh yeah, you know there's there's times where the job gets stressful or mundane or whatever. But at the end of the day, honestly, you got to live and do that. You need money. Well, I mean, only as much as it sucks. But no, yeah. I mean, but <laughs> honestly, it's not. I don't hate it. I don't walk in every day like, yeah, oh yeah, fuck yeah. this, but. I think about other things when I'm there. You know, if it's a job you love, then you think about it while you're there and while you're off of it. Yeah. You love it. But if you're just, I mean, if you're doing it for whatever reason, the very worst you can do it is hating everything, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Have fun if you can. Next up is Miss L. That was That's her Twitter handle. Sent me these. Who are your personal heroes and why do you hold them in such high regard? What skill would you like to master? And what would your first question after waking up from being chronically frozen for a hundred years be? Hmm. <laughs> well, I have a specific answer for that last one, and that is where the fuck is the bathroom? I would probably... Well, at first, I freaked the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, unless I already... Well, I don't know how that works. Like, I mean, you could know going in there, but, like, when you wake up, do you still retain anything? Like, be programmed yeah. to, you know, after X amount of time? I'm not exactly sure how that works. Well, at the same time, if you think about it, It would probably feel like you went to sleep then woke up, but you feel extra tired because of the toll it took on your body. Yeah, yeah, I imagine there'd be a mild set of atrophy in there. Uh, I probably wouldn't be able to speak for about a good half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it probably, well, it's more like, you know, Who the fuck am I? Where the fuck am I at? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. That'd probably be it. What skill would you like to master? Uh, hypothetically or realistically? Uh, hypothetically, uh, leadership. Just being a leader. Realistically, um, the art of the pros. Yep. For me, is I'd like to learn a martial art and master it, I guess. I don't know. I think that'd be cool. Just like, you know, just like secret badass sort of shit, I guess. Should we make that one of your 2019 goals is to become fucking a black belt in something? Yeah. I, I, want, I want to do something like judo or, uh, what is it, Aikido? Yeah, yeah. That, that was the other one. Either, either one of those. Yeah, I, that, that's what I want to do. Right. Who are your personal heroes and why do you hold them in such high regard? I have, I don't know, man, like, yeah, there's Lemmy and whatnot, but, like, I respect him as a person. I don't like, I, it's weird, like, I don't hold people as heroes. For me, it's like, yeah, there's people mm-hmm. I cherish, there's people I respect, you know, intensely. 
but you know maybe in that case you know f uh, certain family members mom dad brother stuff like that my high school English teacher is one that I deeply respect you know she helped me she helped keep my ass out of a lot of trouble in high school um there's not really like I, I, yeah like you know certain drummers that I highly admire yeah, writers, yeah, yeah. Like stuff like I don't but I don't consider them like my heroes like I you know there's Bonham and fucking Stuart Copeland and certain writers like I, I don't know I don't know about heroes like as did, like, I don't know, I guess that could be, like, you know... I'm splitting hairs, I know I am, for, don't like, get you know, me wrong. people that you have, like, mad respect for, I guess. Which, you know, that, that that's kind of, like, how I, I feel about, like, heroes in that regard. It's, like, like I like dudes like uh, like Frank Zappa, Devin Townsend for, like, you know, having, like, really good work ethic and just, like, you know, being, like, good musicians in general, I guess. Like, yeah. As far as, like, people I look up to, like, you know, my parents are my heroes because they're, you know... They put up with my shit for, you know, 29 odd years, so. Well, I'm fucking, <laughs> I, guess, I guess with me, it's like, I, I feel like I'm definitely splitting hairs with the whole idea, but there's a certain connotation with the word that, for me, comes with it, and I always have to be called on it. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people that I admire, but I, I don't, I don't I, that's my hero, like, yeah. I don't know, it just. You know, pe people I respect, you know, Hunter S. Thompson, Christopher Hitchens, Christopher Hedges, as far as writers and journalists, um, comedians, obviously, you know, Hicks and Sam Hope and whoever. Uh, Eric from Common Etiquette, I, I, I enjoy his work and just, like, how he is so good at, like, what he does, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, this has been kind of, like, recent, but, like, you know, like, when I look at, like, comedy... In that regard, like, I like his, like, like outlook on it. It's like, it doesn't have to be, like, you know, like, anything, like, closed-minded. Like, he, he goes off on fucking, like, weird-ass tangents about yeah. shit. Like, he doesn't, like, you know, stick, like, one particular, like, forte, I think. It's it's a cool thing. Well, for me, you know, like, I guess the squeamishness that I have towards the question is, you know, a hero for me. It's like, it should be someone that you hold above everyone else but should be also be the first person you kill to get get what you want mm -hmm. i don't know i i've never liked that question i've never been able to answer that question so i don't yeah. i honestly i don't have any heroes so i'm gonna put it to that there's you know a shit ton of people that I admire and deeply respect but i yeah yeah that, that's, I that's what i go with it's like you know heroes are kind of like a superficial sort of thing I think so. And I, I think as kids we there. Yeah, we fucking yeah. said it. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right, here's where it gets tough. All right, we got a couple, got like three from uh, our listener Russ. So, first questions from Mr. Russ. Uh, hey guys, I have some questions for your AMA podcast, and this is in. Uh, parentheses. I'm two episodes behind, so feel free to disregard any of these if they've already been covered. Okay. Thank you, sir. Number three, we'll, we'll start three, two, one. 
All right. Well, we're going to skip number one. and We're going to save number one for last, and we're going to bring another number one in. Number three, your top five or ten favorite albums. Ooh, okay. Right now, in no particular order, uh, Document from R.E.M., Mr. Epigillic from Mellencamp, um, Sorcerer from Miles Davis, Angel Dust from Faith No More. That's a tough one. But what really is a favorite? No. Um, <laughs> Oh, jeebus. It's changed. It's changed so much. That's one of those ones that's changed. Ages of Fortune from Bluish Gold. Okay. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Those would be my five right now. Okay. For me, it would have to be Love and Dreams by Mercenary from Denmark. Okay. Uh, Andromeda Unchained by Anubis Gate, also from Denmark. They're cool. Uh, what else? Alien by Strapping Young Lad. Uh, Fever Blank Planet by Porcupine Tree. And then, uh, Terria by Devin Townsend. That would be my top five. Yeah, mine's changed so much, and, and it, as it should. Uh, Okay. We're just gonna rush past that because there's any uh, more that we can think we'll just add on. Uh, number number two, as a movie connoisseur, what is one aspect of filmmaking you think people should pay more attention to? As in something in production, promotion, viewing, critique, etc., and why? Uh, for me, off the top of my head, would be um, either camera movement or sound editing. To me, camera movement is one of the vital pieces of cinema as at least within the last 70 or plus years. Why I think it is very pivotal is because of the setup for scenes. Uh, it can lead into certain edits, how, ed how the editing of the film is structured. Um, it essentially breathes the space into any sort of composition that is set up um, it gives it and camera movement is one of the for me the uh, the big um, ingredients into a director's style there's a lot of filmmakers that you can tell who it is just by the way the way the camera moves and what's in front of it but also at the same time, mise-en-scene which is what's in front of the camera is also still the most probably it's definitely the most important one and it's the one that i think people uh misgather but the one of the things i would like people i wish people would pay attention to is either camera movement or sound edit sound editing not necessarily mm -hmm. the image of the edit yeah. but the kind of sound that goes with it and understand Basically, that sound can come from either within or without, and I think those are two things that would help 
people gather their senses as well when viewing a particular kind yeah. of film. Like I agree. Like I'm a big fan of like really good sound design and like especially like soundtrack as well. Like mm-hmm. soundtrack could go like you know some some movies have like you know like really like lately like I was like really into like Nightcrawler and Drives. Like I feel like their soundtracks work really well with like the cinematography and all that. And then just like the sound design, like you know like. People like really like you know like weave that like you know like the visual design too. It's really cool. In reference to me, as someone who is broadly speaking cynical, critical, distrustful of government and political players, what step or steps would a government or government figure have to take to change your feelings or at least appease you? Do you think said step or steps are reasonable or extreme? why and the notion can apply to local state national or international level well for me i think the step or steps that i would want a person or persons to take in order to change the game they are reasonable and they are extreme they are extreme in that uh you know it completely goes against the grain of the game um, it completely goes against the for-profit nature that I feel a lot of politicians play for or what the end game is in the big uh, ins and outs and doings of our government where it's anywhere from uh, the influx of lobbyist money to the uh power positioning that many long-term governors or senators or players are able to serve and uh, have a say and whatnot, you know, term limits. They, they call them term limits, but, you know, I I consider just, you know, a boost out the door. Uh, I think that's reasonable, but I also think that it's very extreme uh, in comparison to what we have. And the thing, the funny thing is is that i think a lot of people i think it really everyone knows that everyone knows anyone who remotely pays attention to what's going on or are have grown tired of what's going on in the same day by day kind of power play you know and it's it's not this big overarching fucking alex jones like monolith gargantuan monolith that plays over everything it's a day-by-day uh exchange and like the exchange rate is within the offices of our higher up that, that's where that's where i see it and well uh, what would what steps would a government or government figure have to take to change my feelings or appease me oh uh, well outside of the government itself rerouting itself and trying to make itself a force for social good instead of uh, corporate profit ah it would take a lot take a lot I had the whole experience with a government figure when Obama Rama Shyamalama ding dong fucking started running for president back in 2007 2008 mm-hmm. and I was on board you know I was I was kind of hooked on him like I, I bought into the 
halfway mystique and the, the Kennedy type charm and whatnot. Until I found out that he had four times as much uh, contributions from Wall Street than McCain did during the 2008 campaign. Uh, so that that basically solidified my uh, Medusa-like stance against any sort of government figure. Now, it, it kind of started as a goof, but it, it kind of turned into something serious like as far as my writing in for Ralph Nader for the uh, president the last all three elections. Mm -hmm. I wrote in Ralph Nader. Now, do I think Ralph Nader will be a good president? Probably not. Even if everything was fair and clean and the U.S. was on good standings with everyone in the world and we were playing fair game, which is the antithesis of what is happening. Do I think Ralph Nader would be a good president? No. But do I think what he stands for and has fought for counts? Definitely. So, um, as far as a government figure uh, coming to fruition at the local or state level, that's much, much, much more likely. I mean, it's much more likely that a that someone that can be running for mayor would have my full backing more, much more than someone trying to run for president, mm -hmm. governor, senator. That's that's beyond my reach. I, that's when I honestly, that's when I stop caring anymore. Is anything really above mayor? Not that that has anything really to do with the big picture, but I mean, as far as around here, it does. Or at least it seems to. Or it's, or it's, it's better stories, anyways. It's better, like, you know, local gossip and shit. But uh, what steps would a government have to change, have to take to change your. Uh, what do you want? Fucking uh, clean energy, better jobs? Um. The whole idea of profit over people, like that being stricken away with. Oh, yeah. Uh, worker empowerment, fucking literacy, educate, like clean water. Like, wh where do you want to go? It, it's gotten to the point now where the the basic uh, commodities of life are what people are fighting for. Yeah. And yelling about and being really being pissed about. Like, a I've paycheck, clean water. Decent food. Fucking uh, being able to read a book underneath light. Human issues. Human decency. Yeah. It's literally gotten to a point where the, the fucking decency is a commodity. So. Uh, do you think set steps are reasonable or extreme? Yeah, both of them are. Reasonable because it's common sense to me extreme because it goes against completely what the system's going for which is just keep churning out make make sure we're in the red baby or excuse me make sure we're in the black mm -hmm, mm -hmm. make sure we're in the black if we're in the red that's bad if we're pumping out numbers in the wrong way 
Gotta pop the numbers up. Pop them good. And why? Well, just... I like... I. As much as I churn and bitch about things, I, I do try to err on the side of human decency, so... That's what I'd say. Fuck. Uh... Anything you want to bounce off that, Nate? That's about that's all the questions I have. Yeah, like, honestly, like like I said, like fucking just like you know, if like the government uh, worked towards like more human issues, like you know, like you know, Flint's water, like you know, like making healthcare better, like shit like that, like I'd be happier. But like you know, like that's not profitable. So like I don't know, we need to get like more for like you said, you know, people over profit sort of thing instead of the profit over people because that's like where we're at right now and how where we have been at. Well and the thing is for me is is solutions. That's that's what I've come to. I, I mentioned this last week that one of the reasons that I'm just almost done with really caring about you know the, the big like political issues and whatnot is it's always people addressing problems and if you want the solutions you have to find them or if you make you have to make them up on your own mm-hmm. find a way or make one so you're not you're not going to get it from any sort of source that's trying to bring it to you mm-hmm. they're not there to bring you the solution they're there to bring you the story in order so that they can look all right in your eyes so, you know, it, well, yeah, as someone who's critical, cynical, or just uh, distrustful of the government and political players, like, why wouldn't you be? I mean, the question didn't address me as that, but, like, why wouldn't you be? Oh, yeah. It's, it, what I don't get is why you would blame the other side and trust your own when it's, to me, plain, it's been plain to everyone. Neither side gives a shit about you. Mm-hmm. You're a fucking commodity. I'm sorry. And once you realize that, as far as that the context of that game goes, then you can realize, oh yeah, like we should all like you know not play this game and trust each other. Turn your monopoly money and start again. <laughs> so, uh. In short, what what would a government or government figure have to do? Uh, a government figure would at least try to look and sound like Bernie Sanders. You know, even though he's taking military money, which is... So, no one's clean. This is not a clean getaway from anyone, so... I'm, I'm going to be cynical and distrustful nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Carlin, Carlin had a bit uh, in one of his books... Where he's like, and I'm paraphrasing, um, even if you still met, even if you managed to work, even if you as a society or culture managed to work everything out and come together and get it right, I still wouldn't want to be a part of your society. I, or I still wouldn't want to be a part of the club. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the way I feel. And with that... Uh, unless you have anything to add, Nate, we didn't do any ads. We have no outro music. We're just going to fucking just go out on the jibber jabber of our MMA, our MMA.
Anime Jeanne. <laughs> Our very first AMA. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. I know we sure did. Mm. I might find some outro music later. Well, if you we'll do, let me know. All right. Cheers, folks. All right. Thank you to Mr. Guest Musician. Cheers, thank, mates. Thank you to all the questions, all people that had them. I appreciate your participation. We'll do better next time. It was a fun hour and change. We'll have more coming up next few weeks. Trying to expand the show. And until then, we love it, folks. Be good to each other. Peace. All right, folks. I'd like to give a shout-out to my buddy Marshall and his cohorts in the band Black Shroud. They're a United States black metal band from Northwest Ohio, and they just released a new album on their band camp called Death Culture. It has five tracks of pure black metal brutality, and it is now on their band camp for $3. So if you like what you hear tonight, go ahead and check them out. And if you like uh, what you hear, go ahead and give them $3 for this pretty dang good album. Here is the track Inhumation from their album Death Culture. I fixed it. I ripped out her organs and I lost. And I sucked out the blood and the shit and plugged her holes so she wouldn't leak. And wired a jaw so she couldn't scream. And I painted her face and her hands and set her eyelids on spikes so they wouldn't stare. And now she is fixed and pretty. Very pickling and painted, but it's still death. <laughs>